Hey, I'm Sean Annetsberger, your host on the Art Coach Podcast. Welcome to a space where we dive deep into the world of artistic growth and transformation. As a professional artist myself, I face all of the challenges that most artists do, and I'm here to tell you there are solutions. Join me each week as we explore practical tools, tips, and strategies to unlock your true potential. For private one-on-one coaching available worldwide, visit www.theartcoach.art and schedule a call today. Let's embark on this transformative journey together. All right, welcome back to the Art Coach Podcast. I'm really excited that you're, you all are still listening in. I'm going to continue making these. And today I have a pretty interesting topic that I think a lot of people are looking for answers for, or at least for it to be brought to the surface. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, often I do a story where I say, you know, ask me a question. And recently I asked, what is the most common thing that you struggle with as an artist? And this question in particular was more targeted to the people who might have struggles. So there was a lot of responses. I must have gotten three dozen, maybe four dozen different responses. And an overwhelming majority of them had to do with what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And if you haven't, you know, followed me on Instagram, it's at the art coach. And, you know, you can join my short form content as well as my podcast and really watch my stories because a lot of the times I ask you all for, um, you know, what you're struggling with because I want to know specifically how I can help individuals as well as, you know, just putting out what I think you all need. So, you know, join in on that community aspect and start responding to those because I really love hearing back from you all and getting to know what you're struggling with rather than me just kind of, you know, throwing out darts into the dark. Anyways, what I really want to talk about today is the idea of desire to create in our, you know, in our realm. It could be desire to, to do other things in other professions, but for us, it's the desire to create. And then any resistances that we may have between the desire and then the action of the process, because artists have the desire. That's what puts us apart. As an artist, what makes us different than any other person isn't the ability to to create a portrait or to paint a landscape or to, you know, sculpt a figure or whatever you make. That's not what sets us apart. What makes us different is that we had a desire from the beginning to do any of it at all. Now, I've said this before. You might have heard this before in your life. You're so talented, Sean. You're so talented at art. How did you get so talented? How did you get this gift from God? How did you, you know, how'd you get so good? I can't draw a straight line. All I can do for art is stick figures, right? People that are non-artists, they don't really understand how we can get to a point where we can create the things that we create. And I mean, that's cool that we can, you know, create awe in other people. But the the main thing is, the the, the main response to that is that I have the desire to create. And if we have that desire within us, and we bring it out, we let it come true. That happens only when our resistances to create are gone. So we have desire, we have non-resistance, and then we have our result, which is our creation through our craft and our process, right? At any point, if we create resistance for ourselves in creating, that desire gets diminished, and then it can even go away which could then lead to artist block or other things that would stop us from, from creating. 
And on this podcast, I really want to help artists get to a point where creation isn't the thing that, you know, takes effort. It should be effortless. It should be something that you just do. You breathe, you create. You drink water, you create. You eat food, you create. They're all the same. You have to do it to be alive. And I've heard that statement before. It's like, I, I have such a desire to create that it's like breathing. I have to do it. Otherwise, I would just, I would perish. And a long, for a long time, especially when I was much younger, I didn't really understand that. I was like, I think I would still survive. And I always felt like, oh, does that mean I'm not actually that into it? That's not what it means. If that sentence doesn't meet, doesn't, doesn't reach to you, it means that there's resistances between you and your full commitment to that desire. Because that desire in you is strong because you're still doing it. You still have your supplies. You still have your area where you create and you still do it, whether it's weekly, daily, right? We're all at different stages of our creation and we do it in different varying amounts. It's a very wide spectrum for artists. And if we can lock in on what our resistances are and we can start to eliminate those things and we live in a state of non-resistance, then our desire can align can then our desire can align with our desired result. And if we have a desired result of being a professional artist or creating large scale paintings or creating artworks that move people or creating artworks that are just for us to express ourselves, we have those desires. And in order to get there, we really need to have non-resistance, no resistance. We need to remove the resistance. I, I'm going to say it over and over. Uh, it's really important that we that I that I have you understand what re this resistance thing is. And we've all felt it, right? We have an idea. We have the the supplies in front of us. We have the paintbrush. We have the pencil. But for some reason, we just can't get ourselves to paint. We can't get ourselves to create. And a lot of times, these resistances are subconscious. They're uh, they're fears. There's anxiety. There's stress. There's FOMO. There's so many things that can stop us from going from step A of having an idea and having the desire to leading that into motivation, into action, into the process of creating with the, with the desired result of making a personal masterpiece of my own. There's typically a series of different types of resistances. And for the most part, I feel as though they kind of build upon each other and they also, they're related in very many ways, but they're also kind of unique. And I'm going to run through them kind of in a bullet point fashion, but also in a numbered way. First off, and I talk about this a lot, is self-limiting beliefs, right? Self-limiting beliefs undermine what we're trying to do because we think that we're not good as the other person we compare or because we aren't as good as we could be or, we, or because that paint stroke isn't good enough or I don't understand color very well or when I draw hands, they look really stupid or... When I draw portraits, they, the eyes are always crooked, right? I, I feel like my skill level isn't there yet. These are self-limiting beliefs. And if I have a self-limiting belief going into my desire and I have this acknowledged and fully ingrained in my being and my, my, my map of reality believes that I'm not good enough, then I will continue to create work that is not good enough. So the fact that your portraits aren't properly proportioned or your hands are always wonky, that actually could be a result of you not believing in yourself. Because if you continue to not believe in yourself, you'll continue to create that reality in front of you. Once you start to believe that you can draw hands properly, 
you'll let go of the resistances and put in the proper work and make the proper sacrifices in order to get to the desired result of drawing the hands properly. Now that's a specific example of hands or portraits, but you can take it elsewhere. If I want to create a business with my art and I can't be a successful artist like somebody else out there who's making a living off of their art, then I will continue to permeate that in my life because I don't believe in myself. So why the hell would somebody else pay me money for art that I don't even believe in? And so really our, our belief structure, our resistances that we have, they actually self-fulfill in a way. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because I'm continuously telling myself I'm not good enough. And so therefore I create evidence for that. That evidence then leads me to act out the reality that I'm not good enough by failing to reach my goals. So that resistance of self-limiting belief is so much deeper than just, oh, I don't think I can do it. It ends up being this thing that's fully ingrained in you and it actually continues to cycle the same thoughts because if you're living in that frequency, then that frequency continues to be pulled to you. You continue to pull those results to you. These self-limiting beliefs are often paralyzing in a way. They can stifle our creativity. They can slow us down. They can make us not make as much work as we could. They make us not make as good of work as we possibly could. Because if we do not believe in ourselves to make the best work we can, if we're not fully inspired by our, by our motivations and by our ability to create, then that expression will come forward in our art. Art is an expression of the self. If I'm creating something and within myself I feel negativity, then my painting will result in that negativity. My painting will show that I don't believe in myself. Because with every paint stroke, if I think to myself, this paint stroke will not be good enough because I'm not as good as Michelangelo or Picasso or Alex Konevsky or whoever else out there that's making a bunch of money and, and living in galleries. If I really believe that I'm not that good, then every paint stroke will, will express that out. Now, this might sound a little woo-woo or weird to some people. It might make a lot of sense to others. But let me tell you, as soon as you start to believe in yourself, those restrictions that you've put on everything that you create, they go away. And every paint stroke that you do, you're in love with. And when you're in love with it, the expression of that higher vibration within yourself, the expression of gratitude and grace and abundance comes forward in your art. How can it not? How can you feel joy, love, happiness, abundance, gratitude, uh, confidence in everything you do, and then fail to do it when you perform? You've practiced your craft for years now, most of you that are listening in. You're artists, right? You're listening to an art podcast, for God's sakes. You're interested in art enough, and you've been doing it long enough, so you should have a certain level of skill within whatever you want to create. And if you believe in yourself, the art will get better faster. Art is an expression of the self. And if I don't believe in myself, then my art will reflect that. Now, to build on that, and I said that this list kind of compounds, a lot of the time, these self-limiting beliefs are actually created and structured through resentment. We live in a state of resentment towards our family or our upbringing, our lot in life, where we were born, our cultural upbringing, our financial situation, right? There's so many things within the system, within the setup of our world that we didn't have any control over. And so a lot of times artists, people, 
will then shoot resentments towards the things that we had no control over. If we ha hold resentments towards the, the way the world is set up, the way we were brought up, the way we were, you know, neglected, the way that we experienced trauma, the way that we experienced life, and the things that we didn't have control over while we were being brought up and growing up and, you know, from childhood to adulthood, it makes us feel as though we have a power over the thing that we couldn't control. Because if we resent it and we hate it, then we can, you know, it's like proclaiming that we weren't, uh, we're, we're not in agreement with what happened. But here's the thing. And this is a quote from somebody, but resentment is drinking the poison and hoping the other person gets sick. This kind of relates to it because if you hold resentments towards the setup, towards the way the world is, when we hold resentments within our, within our heart, when we live in that state of continuous resentment to others and to the things that happened and to how, you know, how my dad didn't show up or how my mom was doing this or how my, my siblings were mean to me or I got picked on in high school, Right? If we hold on to those resentments, that creates a resistance to our true self in the future. If we live in continuous resentment towards the things that happen to us, what, whatever it is, it really does create a block within our personal alignment with what we could be. If we're expelling all of this energy towards being resentful, it turns into a resistance of being who we could be our desires get masked and we hold a veil over our desires and our motivations with this resentment because I'm not going to paint because it's all about who you know. I can't get into a gallery because I resent the way the system is set up for artists. These resentments stem from past disappointments, rejections, perceived injustices, the setup of the world. It creates an emotional frequency that doesn't allow us to experience positivity. It doesn't allow us to experience abundant joy or grace. These resentments really have an impact on us because they can drain your creative energy by harboring a negative emotional state continuously throughout your life, right? This a resentment isn't something that you just think about once and then once you stop thinking about it, it goes away and it's like that doesn't have an effect on you anymore. As long as you're harboring a resentment towards something, towards someone, towards the world, at, at any point throughout your day, even if you're not thinking about it, even if you're doing something completely different, that resentment is still holding on to you and it's still controlling your emotional input, your emotional output, your nervous system, a lot of things. It really does affect you. And so letting go of your resentments towards whatever's happened to you is really going to help you unlock a new connection to your desires. The impact can really hinder our creative spirit because of these negative emotions. To overcome resentment, now you might think, how do you overcome resentments? Well, you have to really you know, identify what they are first off, and you need to start forgiving. You need to start moving on. You need to start healing from whatever has caused you to hold on to these negative things for so long. These resentments are not serving you, I'm telling you. You can hate somebody all you want for what they did to you when you when you were 13 or whatever it is. But as long as you're holding on to those resentments and you're not healing from them, your nervous system, your mind, your everyday is being affected because you're now perceiving the world through the veil of these resentments. And it's actually changing the way you interact with others because that resentment might be holding you back from 
you know, more relationships, more financial or professional opportunities. It might hold you back from many things. A resentment really is actually a resistance. It's a form of resistance for your desired result. And there's a lot of artists out there that I've known and I've spoken to and I've worked with that, that often say, you know, the art world is so fixed. It's so broken. It's so random. It's so, it doesn't make sense. Those are all, those are all resentments because you aren't okay with the way the setup is. You need to let those things go and you need to be you. You need to let yourself be you. Those things can happen and those might be true, but there's also the opposite to all of them. And those things are also true. So as long as you hold those resentments, you're going to continue to find evidence that those resentments are true. Now to resolve these, you need to do some serious self-work on, you know, forgiving, letting go, healing, and really working on yourself to not hold these kinds of judgments on other people that have, might have done things in the past. It's in the past. You need to work on yourself for the future and be the best version of yourself tomorrow. The next thing that really goes along with resentments and self-limiting beliefs is your kind of core operating system, your core programming, right? This is like from age zero, when you were born to who you are now, especially during adolescence and your early twenties, your, the events that you go through, the things that you experience create an operating system that then, you know, essentially allows you to navigate the world, right? You experience events that are joyous and good. You experience negative events. Every time you have a, an overstimulating or perfectly stimulating or understimulating or any of these events that occur in whatever rank order, your brain puts them together and then creates your map of reality. Your core programming is set up typically when you're a child. So if your parents weren't set up properly and they weren't the best versions of themselves, it's often happens that, you know, especially with artists, because, you know, artists are typically tortured people, let's say. It's often that, you know, through your childhood, your core programming was set up through people who probably weren't the best people to do with that, right? So you have these programs running in your mind and in your, in your everyday that honestly aren't serving anymore. And so the core programming can unconsciously dictate your actions and reactions. It might manifest as perfectionism or aversion to, to risk-taking. It could really inhibit your creative expression because if you have a creative, uh, operating system, a program running in your brain that is originally created there to protect you, but you don't need that protection anymore. It's going to, it's going to manifest itself as a resistance to your desired result. And then this leads into a belief in inadequacy, a belief in not being good enough. The belief in not being good enough really does stem from your core programming, your resentments and your limiting beliefs. If you feel as though you're not good enough and the good things only come to people who are set up in a different way, and that's what you're going to continue to bring forward into your life. You attract to you what you put out in the world. And if you are in a continuous state of resentment, in negative energy, in negative self-talk, in self-limiting beliefs, then that's what's going to happen for you. You're not going to reach your goals. You're not going to, you know, hit that gallery. You're not going to sell your paintings. You're not going to be the artist that you wish you could be because you're continuously cutting yourself down before you even start. So I, you know, these, these four things that happen within artists that I found really occur over and over and over. And only until these four things are brought to resolution can an artist, especially an artist, because 
artists, they're so introspective and they're so in their heads and they've experienced so many things that make them want to create their own world, their own fantasy, their own places they can live in within their meditation of their creation process. Getting past these four main things is really going to be the first step in getting onto a new you, a new version of yourself who reaches your goals. So if you can remove resistances, if you can remove all of the resistances that you have in your life that are stopping you from reaching the desired result of creating more, of selling your work, of being in a gallery, of making art commissions, of doing a mural, of whatever your self-defined goal is. It's a goal that you've made for yourself. If you're not reaching those goals, it's because you have resistances. And if you have desire and no resistance, your desired results will come to you. It's, it's really that simple. I mean, I know obviously all of this is much easier said than done because a lot of people, even myself, have things to work on. We have things to dive into within our past, within our resentments and our core beliefs and our core programming that hinder us and slow us down. So hopefully, you know, shining a light on all of these ideas helps you identify that, you know, these things that are in our mind, they're, they're often formed from previous events, from previous traumas, whether they're big or small, from previous neglect as you were when you were a child from previous beliefs that you were inadequate i really hope that shining a light on this allows you to start to dig deeper and you know start to journal about these things start to heal from these things and i promise you i i swear to you if you heal from these things and you become a fully developed fully articulate fully aware fully mindful person you will be better with your art you will create better you will create more you will create abundance you will create the sales you want you will create whatever you desire because if you don't have a resistance if you go to make a painting and there's no resistances in front of you of thinking that you're not good enough or thinking that you have too many issues or your core programming is saying not to do it because you fear there might be something some external threat coming in all of these things get resolved you have no resistances you go to paint Boom, artist block is gone. You start creating. You don't have blockages. You don't have resistances anymore. It's a continuous practice. It comes and goes. It ebbs and flows. It's not something that's going to be like cured and then all of a sudden you're going to be the perfect artist. It's something that you continuously work on. It's a practice just like everything else. We're, we are artists who practice their process. We're artists who practice drawing, painting, sculpture, poetry, dance. And we are artists who practice life. And as we get better at living ourself within our body that we were given in some magical way, and as we expand our expression, we expand our art. Deeper expression from ourself, our authentic self, the deeper expression we get through our art. Art is expression of the self. So remove these four things, work on these four things, journal about these four things, identify what they even are. So many of us don't even know what's processing it through our mind and what's causing these thoughts to happen, but we can actually control and affirm the opposites of whatever self-limiting beliefs we have, whatever resentments we have, we can forgive, we can move on, whatever core operating systems we're running, whatever programs we, we have in our mind, we can actually drop those in, in the recycle bin and get rid of them. And as we get closer to doing that, I promise you, 
I swear to you, your art will, will expand and will become more authentic and you will create more and you will learn faster and you will become a better version of yourself every single day. So do the work, do the, the digging, do the journaling and see the results, remove the resistances, identify the resistances, and then live in a state of non-resistance towards your desires for your desired results. I really hope that makes sense. I, I can't show more gratitude for the position that I'm in right now where I can help others. So if this episode made sense, please hit the share button, subscribe, and of course, leave a review. There's also a Q&A on Spotify if you want to respond to that question on there. It always helps me understand more about what you gained from the episode. So please leave a review and share it. Help others learn from this as you may have learned today. And of course, go out there today and create, create, create.